Hi, I'm Sean Perrin, and you're listening to episode 69 of the Clarinet Podcast, the show where I discuss all that's new and neat with clarinet with the neatest people in the industry. In today's episode of the podcast, I'm excited to be celebrating almost 100,000 downloads. This is truly incredible, and I really, before we get started, just want to apologize that this episode is late. I was first going to record and share it um, the first week of October, and the morning I was going to do this was the shooting in Las Vegas, and... I just did not feel it acceptable, to be completely honest with you, to be excited about anything on that day. It was such a tragic event, kind of close to home, and uh, because I'd been staying actually in the hotel across the street at the Luxor just a few weeks before, I just, I don't know, it hit me really hard. It made me think a lot about a lot of stuff, and uh, I did not feel like recording this episode for quite some time. Also, I then got extremely busy here the past couple weeks, and then got a cold, so I'm only just getting back into things. You could expect about four episodes episodes to come out real fast here, uh, back to back over the next couple days. And uh, I do apologize for the delay. Um, If anything positive can be said about all this, I do want to thank the Clarinet supporters and listeners and shoppers for actually managing to raise $85 US, which I donated to the Las Vegas Victims Fund. Now, sometimes I'll put up these kind of uh, announcements on Facebook and things like that. You can watch if I'm particularly moved by an event or something. I do donate the proceeds from the online store sales for a certain amount of time towards some sort of uh, occurrence. So um, yeah, I'm really proud to say that we did raise $85. I know it's just a drop in the bucket. I think that the total goal was around $15 million, but uh, hey, that's not bad for a clarinet podcast, and I feel really good about supporting the victims. So anyways, let's move on to some brighter topics. Uh, Today, I'm going to be going over some of the stats from the past year, and even since the beginning of the podcast, where those 100,000 listens are coming from, uh, some of the stats about social media and the website. I'm also going to talk a little bit about the ways to support the podcast, how Patreon's going, and I'm going to share a clip from one of my favorite podcasters, Sam Harris, because he put this in a way that I absolutely couldn't have said it better myself, and so I'm going to let him say it. And uh, I'm also going to be including some listener thoughts in today's episode. Some people went out to clarinet.com, clicked on the leave voicemail button, and left me some words about how the podcast has sort of uh, affected them or what they've learned from it. And make sure to stick around to the very end of today's podcast because I'm going to be giving away a $100 gift card to the Clarinet online store to one of the folks who submitted their voicemail message. If you want to be made aware of these kind of uh, announcements as they come up, make sure to, first of all, join the Clarinet Facebook page, which can be found by going to facebook.com slash Clarinet, and uh, also join the email mailing list, which if you go to Clarinet.com, there's a bunch of uh, sort of uh, buttons all over the place that will let you click to subscribe. Uh, When you do do that, make sure to confirm your email address when the email comes to you, and also add sean.parent at clarinet.com to your email contacts list to make sure that you do get my messages. And that's about it for opening announcements here. Let's dive straight into the episode after this short message from our sponsor, Dario Woodwinds. Sanding, shaping, balancing. For centuries, mastering your instrument meant mastering these crafts too. 
But now, Diderio is refining craftsmanship for the 21st century by refining their reeds and mouthpieces with the world's most innovative techniques, so you can spend less time sanding, shaping, and balancing, and more time perfecting your own craft. To learn more about the new era of craftsmanship from Diderio Woodwinds, visit diderio.com woodwinds. All right, so let's open up today by talking a little bit about the stats from the Clarinet podcast itself and the website, which I'm just, like I said already, I'm absolutely amazed by. So we're about a year and a half into the podcast. In that time, there's been just over 70 episodes actually released, um, or sorry, produced. 69 have been released. Um, I'm actually up to about 75 or 78 in my planning, and I'm really hoping to sort of accelerate that and get a whole bunch of episodes pre-recorded for the new year here real soon soon. But uh, across those 70 episodes and the several YouTube videos I have online, which honestly, there's not too many, maybe there's, I don't know, five or six, maybe eight different YouTube videos, but all of the episodes do aggregate to YouTube automatically if you're looking for another place to listen to them. But uh, across all those episodes there, as of today, is just over 98,000 listens. So I do expect by the end of next week, probably to hit the 100,000 mark, which is really, really amazing. These listeners come from a total of 88 countries all around the world, which is just unbelievable. But I have to say that the majority of the listeners, the vast majority, do come from the United States. According to Libsyn, which is where the podcast itself is hosted, 72% of listeners are from the States, 7.2% are from Canada, 4% from the UK, 3.5% from Australia, and everywhere else is only 13%. The breakdown from those stats by regions is actually very interesting to me because I figured that because I'm from Alberta, Alberta must be one of the top 10 regions, but I actually have to get to number 11 to find Alberta, and you need to get to number 22 to find anywhere outside of the USA. So the top regions are number one, Virginia, of all places, I don't know why, California, New Jersey, Texas, Illinois, Michigan, Georgia, Florida, New York, and then Ontario and Alberta after that. So Canada comes in about number 10. At 22, like I said, that's the first international uh, place outside of Canada and the US. And Victoria in Australia is the number 22 spot. The next one outside of the US is Sao Paulo in Brazil. So a really, really diverse audience, much farther away than I would have expected. And this actually does remind me of uh, a rather funny experience I had Early on in the podcast, back in 2016, I remember when I went to Clarinet Fest in Kansas there, I I was walking around trying to kind of spread the word about the show, and I, I sort of found that everyone who I talked to, or most of them anyways, seemed to already know about it, and I was getting kind of frustrated about passing out the various cards and, and things I was trying to do, sort of thinking, man, how am I supposed to spread the word if everyone knows? <laughs> and then I realized how cool it was that uh, people you know, halfway across the country from where I was living, had already heard about what I was doing. So that was kind of a sort of, I don't know, heartwarming moment of the podcast, I guess. Um, And one lady actually that I walked up to and and mentioned about, she was actually listening to it on her phone at the time, which I thought was also quite hilarious. So yeah, it's somehow getting all over the world and uh, people in many, many countries, 88 countries are listening. Uh, YouTube has some slightly different demographics. Um, I don't know why, but On YouTube, 35% of viewers are from the States. That's a much smaller number. It's still by far the the biggest sort of section, but uh, Canada, though, is about the same at 6.9%. Australia at 5%. 
the UK at 4.8%, and then Germany at 3.8%. So the social media stats are actually quite interesting as well. We now have over 7,000 followers of Clarinet across all forms of social media and the email list. Uh, Patreon is by far the smallest with about 30 backers. I'd really love to double that, try and get it up to about 60. But uh, as you'll see, I think that combined on all these lists, um, we have about 7,000 people. But really, there's probably about 3,000 sort of true fans in there. Um, Maybe they like it with several accounts or something like that. And then I've been told that anyone trying to raise sort of funds for a podcast or whatever project it is on Patreon, you can expect about 1% of your backers to actually contribute directly. And uh, based on that sort of statistic, I think that we're right on. So I guess what I'm trying to do eventually is sort of just double that to about 2%, which doesn't sound like a huge increase. But as far as the show goes, that would actually represent, you know, doubling the, uh, the financial support from the community. So that would be really great. But I'm going to touch on Patreon a little bit more in a minute here. YouTube is the second smallest um, subscriber base, and I'm kind of surprised by this, but 500 people subscribe on YouTube. Twitter, 584. Um, That does not surprise me at all, because Twitter seems like it's sort of failing, to be honest. I don't really know anyone who spends much time on there anymore. The Facebook community is just over 600. It's about 614 as of today's... uh, Uh, recording, I believe. The email list is at 1,187 people. And then Instagram, this one's been a surprise for me because I didn't really use Instagram before starting the podcast and someone encouraged me to do it. I I tried it and it's actually become the second biggest platform. Uh, 1,632 people follow the show on Instagram. And Facebook is by far the biggest with over 2,500. And if you include the Facebook community in that, which is over 600, we're talking you know, 3,100 people just on Facebook alone. So that's pretty incredible. I don't know why Facebook is the most popular. It definitely is the platform that seems to get the least engagement. You know, a photo posted on Instagram will get one or 200 likes, whereas one on Facebook with almost twice the audience gets like four. So Facebook's a little discouraging. I think they want you to pay to advertise your posts to your own audience, which is kind of frustrating and obviously out of the question for what I'm doing here. Um, And just honestly not worth it. I mean, it seems so strange that people choose to follow and then can't see your content. So if you do want to make sure you see the Facebook content, it's the one platform where you actually have to click follow after you like the page um, and prioritize those posts. Otherwise, they will not really appear, which is sad, but the way things are going online. The website itself is actually in some ways more popular than the whole podcast. Um, 47,000 sessions with 30,000 unique visitors for a total of 131,000 views since May 2016. Now, it's worth noting that I actually started the website far before that in about uh, January. I just didn't actually activate analytics until this time. I don't really know why. But um, yeah, that's, you know, we're approaching 200,000 will be kind of a milestone for for page views on the website, which is just amazing. Again, there's no surprise here as far as the order of countries. The US is number one, Canada is number two, Great Britain, although the Netherlands sneaks in here at number four, and then Australia is number five. The online store has been pretty successful, I would say. Uh, 180 people 
have made purchases, and I've shipped orders directly to over 20 countries around the world. And this actually segues really nicely into what I wanted to talk about next, which was ways of supporting the show. And the thing is, to be honest, I, I don't really want anyone to feel like they have to contribute. I do want the content to remain free. And this is one reason that with Patreon, which is the direct support, um, you know, you contribute monthly on the website, um, I'm going to be including the lightning round back into the episodes just because I encountered some some thoughts online where another YouTube, sorry, another uh, podcast creator was discussing his Patreon account and, and uh, basically how that support affects the podcast. And some of the Patreon users were actually critical of the fact that some of the content became for, for them only because they thought that they were supporting the show in order to provide it free to those who can't support it. And the more I thought about that, the more I did agree with that. So I've decided to put the lightning round back in. Another thing I've decided to do is include all the features of Patreon for all levels of backers. I don't think someone should feel bad for contributing a dollar and not being able to afford five or ten dollars a month. Um, I think that if you're helping out the show, you deserve to have access to all the stuff that I'm putting up there. And so there will be no more barrier to entry. They'll just be different levels. And if you feel like you can support it at a dollar or five dollars or ten dollars, then um, you get access to anything that's sort of bonus and extended beyond the regular podcast. But the podcast episodes themselves will now remain full and unedited from um, sort of the, the lightning round, which was actually a very popular thing and uh, has, has come back recently. So, um, you know, this whole thing, I, I feel like I could explain it all day, but there's a podcast that I listen to called Sam Harris Waking Up. Um, whether or not you believe in anything he talks about or his political views, he's got to be one of the best interviewers out there. And I really would encourage anyone to just check out his style and, and see if it's for you. If not, no big deal. Anyways, I'm going to, uh, I did contact the show uh, asking if I could use this short excerpt. The full episode is over 125 minutes long or something. And this was about 45 seconds or maybe a minute of content that I I just wanted to include, I'm going to include it here under the assumption that this constitutes fair use. So this is Sam Harris talking about uh, Patreon support for his podcast and why someone might want to do it and why someone definitely should not do it. And I just, like I said, think this applies not only for my audience, but for any audience online. And part of growing a culture of support for these things online is recognizing that there are instances where it's just not a wise thing to do. So anyways, here's Sam Harris from the Waking Up podcast talking about support for his audience. Like all podcasts, this podcast is free for everyone to listen to. But if you do find it valuable, you can support it to the degree that you do find it valuable. And honestly, I'm only able to do as much podcasting as I now do because some of you support the show. But I'd like you all to understand how I think about soliciting your support here. As I've said before, if you're in a fortunate enough situation financially where you can walk into a Starbucks whenever you want and spend $4 on a cup of coffee, you can do it today, you can do it tomorrow, and you really don't have to think about money in those increments, and you want to consider this podcast like an extra cup of coffee once a week or once a month, then your support is truly appreciated. Because this really would not be a viable project without people like you deciding to support it. But, and this is important, if you're not in that situation, and instead you need to watch every dollar, and the choice to buy me a cup of coffee is a choice to not buy yourself one, or to not buy some other thing, or to have to think long and hard about it, well then please do not support the show. 
my appeals for support are not directed at you. I really do want and need to build a culture of sponsorship here, but it need not be a culture of sacrifice. So please only support my work if it's easy. And if it isn't, just enjoy the show. So thank you, Sam Harris, for those words. I think that they very, very uh, intelligently and profoundly express my thoughts on this issue. Um, one thing I also want to make clear very quickly here is anyone who does listen to Sam Harris's show will be saying to themselves right now, well, okay, that that's all nice, but isn't it a little bit out of context? Because this little blurb did come after about three or four minutes of him sort of uh, talking about all the negative qualities of advertising and how it's all that's wrong with the internet and all these various things. He becomes quite opinionated sometimes. I'm not sure, to be completely honest with you, that he's right about this. I think there are instances where advertising allows something to become possible, which was not previously possible. And this has been echoed by the community. I recently did a survey on the Clarinet Facebook page about ways in which I can try to continue to support the podcast without eliciting direct listener support. And, oh, I don't have it in front of me, but around 50 people responded. And the vast majority, and I'm talking like by about two thirds or even three quarters, did say that their number one way of growing support for the show was more advertising. You know, I think that with a clarinet podcast as well, it's a little bit different than Sam Harris's subject matter. Um, in his instance, I do think that he's correct. I mean, I'm not sure it's really okay to advertise anything along discussion about drone strikes or nuclear war or any number of extremely um, deep and intellectual conversations that he's having. But along clarinets, I think that as long as it maintains some relevancy, in some ways it actually is providing some sort of service to the listener. I mean, for example, the, the reads I've been advertising with Diderio, I honestly think they're great reads. I use them. I've been working closely with Diderio more recently on some various projects and stuff, and they're a great company. I'm, I'm completely proud to display their ads on this show. Um, some people were suggesting some other companies. I'm open to ideas. I just, it is really important to me that I do not alienate the audience in any way. So I don't want to be selling lawnmowers on here, but if someone can think of another way to, uh, to advertise product, this will be, um, will be, will be, uh, uh looked at by me. So, um, the community itself has started really, really kicking up the support on Patreon. As I already mentioned, there are 30 backers on there. Um, that is fantastic. And the online store is working. There are various affiliate ways you can support the show now, um, sort of indirectly. Um, very strangely, you're not really supposed to talk about Amazon's affiliate program, but uh, they display some ads on the website. And if you click on them, honestly, they, there is a commission that goes to the podcast. I don't know why that's so taboo. It seems to me incredibly obvious that if you see ads on a website, they some way support that website. So if someone's listening from Amazon, sorry, I know I'm not supposed to talk about it, but it's sort of obvious. <laughs> it's right in everyone's face. So um, we'll just leave that there. There are other affiliate links though now. I've partnered with some other uh, past podcast guests. For example, uh, Wesley Ferreira. You can purchase his Air Revelation program. You can actually get a discount and a portion, a rather large portion, goes towards supporting the show. Um, also, Michelle Anderson has some clarinet lessons online, some video series which you can, can purchase, which go to support the show. And 
Now, trying something new, there are some vendor products. So, some products from Mo Bleichner, like the brand new Match Pitch Barrel, which I picked for this year's coolest invention um, at the Clarinet Fest 2017. You can purchase that and support the podcast. There's many things on there which um, I'm not actually directly carrying, but if you buy them, they're shipped directly from the vendor and a proceed goes towards the production of the show. So, this is a fantastic way. And again, I, I really don't want anyone to feel guilty into supporting the show. It's just that if you do find you get value from it, you want to see more of it, you want me to spend more time on it, just like Sam Harris said, treat it like an extra cup of coffee in a week, in a month, something like that. And uh, it's really surprising what a large crowd of people can uh, can accomplish. And I feel so fortunate to have the level of support that I do have. I guess the problem that I have with the podcast, and it's been something since the beginning, is I just I sort of dream big with it. I imagine being able to someday record these in a professional studio um, even flying to see certain guests. I mean, I know it's a little bit lofty for a clarinet podcast, but uh, you got to start somewhere, right? So, <laughs> and we've gone so far. I'm so happy with everything. And you know what? To be fair, I did fly to record a podcast episode with uh, with uh, Marianne Lakai. So that was kind of a, a dream come true for that, but uh, not every episode yet. <laughs> We're still working from my basement here. So anyways, if you do support the show, if you've even thought about supporting the show, Thank you so much. It really means a lot to me. And I really appreciate even more the time that everyone takes to listen to these every week. I know it's tough to find an hour in your schedule, uh, an hour and a half even sometimes, almost two hours for some of our more lengthy conversations. But um, I really appreciate you listening. You know, that brings me to another point about supporting the show. And this, you know, if you have absolutely no financial means at all, you don't do any shopping on online, there's nothing like that you could you could uh, try um, to click on or whatever the ads. You can always do these three things. And number one is tell a friend about the show. Earlier in the conversation, I talked a little bit about how 1% of people end up supporting it. Well, the best way you can help support it if you can't directly is to just tell a friend. They'll tell a friend and, and it'll go from there. And uh, the more people we get knowing about the podcast, the more potential supporters there are, the more listeners, obviously, the better guests, the more cool things we can talk about and do. Um, it's kind of like a snowball effect. So that's the number one way. The number two way, make sure you've actually subscribed on the place where you're listening. That is how iTunes ranks the searches. Um, I guess it's called Apple Podcast now. A couple of various things like that. And then make sure to share and discuss this content on social media and your friend and with your friends. Um, I think that one of the best ways to get the word out about all the fantastic things the guests are sharing is to just get it out there. And uh, it brings me such uh, satisfaction to know that these conversations, which I'm learning a ton from, are also not only teaching the people who are directly related to the show, but make their way into their students' minds and all those things. So 88 countries of influence, that's an awful lot. It's a little bit overwhelming to think about, to be honest, but uh, the best way to spread the word is to spread the word. So speaking of friends of the podcast and listeners of the podcast, I did reach out into the community on Facebook and I asked people to send in their thoughts on the show. So here's a couple of messages from Clarinet listeners from around the world and sort of their thoughts on the show, what they learned from the show and what it means to them. So thanks for sending these in and Again, if you want to send in your own kind of messages to me, I, I will try and respond. Uh, it's www.clarineat.com and click on the leave voicemail button. Hi, Sean. This is Lisa Seifert in Olympia, Washington. I'm glad to get a chance to leave you a message. I have been meaning to contact you 
after the email I sent a few months ago, but I didn't do that yet. So hello, I'm enjoying the podcast a lot. I listen to it um, kind of sporadically. I can't think of who my favorite guest was, um, although I did like Lori, the bass clarinet person who's from Canada, and I did see her live when she was in Seattle, which is nearby. So um, in my clarinet life, I play mostly Brazilian choro, and I'm a huge fan of Anat Cohen, who is a friend of mine. I think that she'd be a, a great guest for you. I hope you get her sometime. And I hope I win one of your contests sometime and you send me free stuff. That's my wish. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Lisa, for sending that in. I wish you good luck in the upcoming giveaways. And uh, maybe at the end of today's episode, you'll get lucky with the $100 gift card that I was going to be giving away to the Clarinet store. By the way, I love your idea of featuring Anat Cohen on an episode. So yeah, please reach out again. Let's get in touch and let's make that happen. So by the way, the person she's referring to from Canada, the bass clarinet, uh, Lori there, Lori Friedman, she's from Montreal. Um, I actually featured her, I believe it was episode five of the podcast and then uh, I got to see a live concert of her on her um, her tour uh, to, to Calgary here as well so really fantastic player check her out and our conversation was just wonderful I'll link to it in the show notes this is Anders Nelson from California hey Sean this is Anders Nelson out here in sunny Southern California how's it going I wanted to congratulate you on reaching this milestone with your podcast um, it's just, uh, been a real boon to me, uh, in keeping up my level of energy and commitment and information, uh, regarding this wonderful instrument we play. Uh, one of my favorite episodes would be the Michael Norsworthy episode, uh, the whole thing, but particularly, uh, his stories of Cal Opperman and what a energetic and knowledgeable and committed, uh, person and teacher he was. I also have been catching up with episodes recently, and I really enjoyed the Ricardo Morales episode. Uh, And again, particularly uh, something about Cal Opperman, a quote that Ricardo had, which was uh, a quote from Cal, which was, always hope, but never hope more than you practice. And I think that's just such a great way to approach being a musician. Anyway, thanks again, Sean. I'm getting ready here to go see Interpol, play your favorite album by them. So um, I hope you're not too jealous, and I hope you're having a great weekend doing whatever you're doing. Thanks. Thank you so much for sending that in, Anders. And I do have to say that I am extremely jealous that you got to see Interpol live in that setting. For those who don't know what he's talking about, um, Interpol is a band from New York. They put out some rather interesting music, which I did like a lot in the early 2000s. Their one album called Turn on the Bright Lights remains one of my favorites. And they were playing that one in its entirety to celebrate its uh, an anniversary of its release. So, uh, yeah, pretty jealous. And uh, I can't apologize for that. I'm very jealous that you got to see that concert. So, This is one of the interesting ways the podcast has affected me, and that is that I've managed to make friends with interesting people that I don't think I would have encountered otherwise. So Anders and I have connected online over our various interests of music, and we both are huge fans of Radiohead and saw them on the last tour. I I have a feeling that I influenced him to go see them in in California there, and uh, he definitely influenced me to go see a couple bands here locally, like Yes, which was absolutely a life-changing concert. What an amazing band. And uh, it's rather funny, the the story of how we got in touch 
touch because his he was one of the first people actually to get into the podcast I think and he was also I think the first person to send me any feedback and uh, it was something rather funny he he mentioned that uh, you know oh, I'm really enjoying the show thank you so much for making it but I really wish you'd stop saying without further ado and at first I was a little bit like I don't know, almost kind of sad, like, oh, I feel a little bit offended or something ridiculous like that. But a moment later, I realized, my God, I hate when people say that. So why am I saying it? He's totally right. And the other funny thing was I kind of took it as a compliment because this was about 10 or 12 episodes in. And I realized that he had taken the time to listen to each one if he had noticed this, because even I hadn't really noticed it. I didn't really listen to them in succession like that. So yeah, I just took it as a compliment that someone would listen to it. And uh, I acted on it right away because it started to drive me nuts. And um, one other funny word that I tend to edit out a lot is I, and you might even hear it sometimes, but not nearly as much as it actually happens. My personal word that I can't get over is the word absolutely. I'm always saying absolutely after someone talks and I'm I'm working to break it, but I, I don't encounter it until I start editing and then I'm just like, ah, oh, this is this is terrible. So so anyways, absolutely, let's move on. And this is Cameron Harper. Hi, my name is Cameron Harper, and I'm a clarinet performance major at Temple University. My favorite part about the podcast is just listening to all the new cool products because it's always been something that's interested me, and now I have an easy way to do it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Cameron, for sending that in. And I have to say that I actually also encounter a lot of products I, I don't think I otherwise would have encountered through this work that I'm doing. So it's been a really interesting ride, and uh, I've enjoyed doing it a lot. And I'm glad that other people are, are feeling the same way about it. Um, the next uh, guest here to provide some thoughts was Andrew Zhang. He didn't leave an introduction, so I'll just have to uh, leave it without. If you do send me a message, do make sure to uh, try and just say you know what your name is and uh so I can include it on here, although it's not really that big of a deal. So here's Andrew Zhang on his favorite podcast episode. I think my favorite part on the Clarinet podcast would likely be when Stanley Drucker started talking about his wife and how she was as a clarinet player. Honestly, I think it's just the fact that I was, I didn't know that Stanley Drucker's wife was also a clarinet player and knowing that she also had a, she also had a, fairly successful career in clarinet it was like it was very surprising to me at the same time i found it very interesting it's just yeah i guess that's what i felt thank you so much andrew for sending that in i really am happy that you you took such value from the podcast and learned something new and i really encourage you to check out the uh the cd collection that naomi and stanley released a little while back called the heritage collection and of course as you already know but uh, for anyone who missed it that was featured on a past episode of the podcast which i will feature in or which i will link to in the show notes so Thank you, everyone, again so much for listening. Um, this basically concludes today's episode. I'm going to do a quick draw from the people who did submit the voicemails for a $100 Clarinet uh, uh, online store gift card um, that must be spent on in-stock items. That means something that I actually have in stock, not a vendor purchase. Um, I'll contact you with the full details if you're the winner. Um, I was hoping for much more involvement, to be honest. So next time I put out a call like this on Facebook for some sort of voicemail and you want a chance to to win something extra outside of the normal giveaways that I'm, I'm doing here, um, yeah, get involved. Leave me a message. I hope next time to have <laughs> 20 or 30 messages to, to pick through instead of just four. But uh, anyway, so I'm going to ask my phone here to pick 
pick a random number between one and four in just a second, and then I will go check to see which order those came in. So what I'm going to do is uh, we're going to number the people who sent in messages, uh, number one for the first message, and then number four for the last message, and uh, go that way. So, hey Siri. Hey Siri. Pick a random number between one and four. Random number between one and four is four. Okay, so let's go dig out who number four was on the list of uh, messages sent in. And while I do that, please listen to this. Sanding, shaping, balancing. For centuries, mastering your instrument meant mastering these crafts too. But now, D'Addario is refining craftsmanship for the 21st century by refining their reeds and mouthpieces with the world's most innovative techniques. So you can spend less time sanding, shaping, and balancing, and more time perfecting your own craft. To learn more about the new era of craftsmanship from D'Addario Woodwinds, visit D'Addario.com woodwinds. Well, I can't believe it, but the fourth person was actually Lisa, who a minute ago just was joking about this. So that's really funny. But uh, congratulations, Lisa. If you are hearing this before I get the chance to email you, just fire me a message at feedback at clarineat.com, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. Um, but yeah, $100 gift card to the Clarineat store, and you can spend that however you like on any in-stock items. So congratulations, uh, and thank you for joining me today for this special celebration of 100,000 downloads, and I look forward to sharing the next hundred thousand downloads with you as well be sure to tune in next time on the podcast for a conversation with jenny mcclay about her website claire uh, sorry her website not clarinet jennyclarinet.com and also her bearman boot camp which she's been running throughout october it's just about wrapped up now but as she mentions you can actually start it any month that you like and run it at any pace that you like and uh, i think it's a really creative way to get engaged and learn your skills so thank you so much uh, happy halloween it's tomorrow and i look forward to seeing you next time on the podcast podcast.